I was blind, but now I see. I was lost, but now I'm found. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am rooted. Happy New Year's, friends, and welcome to the second episode of Rooted Is She. So these first couple of episodes are really dedicated to laying the foundation for Rooted Is She. And this week we are talking about what it means to awaken. So what it means to awaken is going to look a lot different (laughs) for everyone. We don't awaken once, and when we do, it usually happens in many layers. That's my story, and I've awakened one awakening at a time, one layer at a time. I began with awakening to the truth of my substance use and abuse and all my dependencies that were holding me hostage for many years many of which were far more than just the substances on the naughty list. It began with the more obvious, and then through years, God has revealed to me more and more of my dependencies that were chaining me down. Dependencies on things and people, Amazon carts, circumstances, and my own expectations, just to name a few. Some of these things the world would have me believe are healthy and even freeing. I woke up to something of a mess, and I woke up to this very fallible human being that was very hurt and tired. As the years went by, I began to awaken to the reality of all these dependencies and all my relational patterns from past to the present and how the pain and the wounds I had from my past had been playing into my choices and my relationships, not just with others, but with myself. What happened when I began to step into an active role in my healing was that I began to see what was keeping me from God and from a healthy, right-sized relationship with myself and with other people. And it was my fear my instincts geared for survival and the need I had to try to protect myself from experiencing any more pain. This need for control and the efforts to achieve that control through perfection and through performing, all these things contributed to a lot of coping skills and dysfunctional patterns. And over the years, all of that had to be unraveled before I could get to the center of who I am and whose I am. I had to do the work. I could not connect with God or with you authentically until I did this. And it's still being done every day because it's not a one-time event or a task to check off the list. And I'm continuing to be unraveled because I continue to awaken a little more every day and every year. And... Every moment I awaken to a little more of my human condition and my need for Jesus. In 2018, I even traveled halfway around the world to sit with myself, 
long enough to begin to see the truth at the core of me. And for hours and hours, I had an encounter with God at one of the highest points on earth. And when I did, I recognized this path I'd been on since birth as one that was, as Goldilocks would say, just right. As painful as it has been at times, there was this realization that occurred that I was being led and that I had been led all this time just as I had requested to be, and just as I had begged to be a year earlier. To awaken is to become aware of something, to no longer be asleep or unaware of it. It's a state of becoming, a process, an unfolding. Like I've said, we don't awaken once, and we do it in layers and over time. We process and we proceed. We process and then we proceed. There's no McDonald's drive through or any easy button for growth. It's not a one-time event or something that we even do. It happens to us as we engage with it. Most people that I know who are having a lot of trouble are having it not because of the trouble that they are experiencing. They are having it because they are stuck, frozen in some way in their trouble. This can be very challenging, and the way out of being stuck is to first awaken to the fact that you're stuck. Only then can we really make moves that really matter really create change in the areas we really desire it. Some of the ways that we awaken are into a fuller understanding of our deepest desires. And these are universal desires. And these are to have intimacy and union with God. We all crave the divine. To have intimacy with and love ourselves well, most of us struggle here. To have intimacy and relationship with one another and to do relationships better. To live well and to navigate through life and suffering and pain and uncertainty well. And to live in the fruits of the Spirit as much as possible. Those fruits being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we begin to really pursue these things and do them in unison, we come into deeper alignment with the natural law of creation and we learn an eternal truth. That we are now, in this time, grace fulfilled through the love of Christ. Awakening is to tap into and live from that love, to move from it, to make decisions from it, pass it on wherever we go which isn't always easy when your neighbor is building rocket ships at 3 a.m. and your kid is screaming in the back seat and the Kroger delivery guy forgot half your order. Am I right? And yet, this is what we are called to when we awaken. To awaken to love and live from that place. Though we all do it imperfectly and will, before we do it at all, we first have to go through the self-revealing process and excavate 
some things so we have a fresh set of eyes. I remember once when I was in prayer, the Lord telling me that before he could help me see rightly, he had to help me first see how I was seeing wrongly. And when we do this, we awaken, we begin to see love and wonder everywhere. We see the Lord everywhere, even in a pandemic, even in our own pain, even in the death of a loved one or the loss of a loved one or the loss of someone we wanted to love, even in our own grief and misery. We begin to see our patterns, our learned and conditioned behaviors, our fears and insecurities. And we begin to develop a discernment to navigate through them into a more emotionally and physically, mentally, and spiritually sound self. We can process life better. We start to see the need, our need, the need of our neighbors and friends. All behavior is an attempt to meet a need. Most harmful behaviors like addiction are maladaptive attempts to meet valid and authentic needs that have not been met. So awakening is a step toward laying down the self that is not us that very often has evolved from not getting valid needs met in healthy ways and stepping into the truth self, which is the embodied love of Christ. Embodied love of Christ. A self that thrives on community and connection and intimacy and vulnerability and seeking God. There's a thirst born from that place, a thirst to seek the heart of God above everything else because when we find that place we see that everything good flows from that place to seek him above all else requires a regular self-inquiry and journey into the depths of one's own body mind heart and spirit and at first it's very challenging But as time goes, with guidance and support, it becomes as natural as breathing, and it becomes a place of great spiritual healing for us and for others. The beautiful thing is we do not have to do this alone. We can get leaders and mentors and coaches, therapists, and actively engage in discipling. I've had seven teacher coaches and mentors, counselors over the last five years, which may sound like a lot, and it kind of is. When I do, I do something like it with the force of about 10 men, which is really great most of the time. (laughs) And I do call this team of mine, this A-team, my beloved friends and confidants. And I know that each of them have been vital to my growth. I still work pretty closely with three of them on a week-to-week basis. And I've prayed for guidance and mentors through the years, and I've received them in abundance. 
One thing I want to say about this is if you're wanting leadership, you must seek it out. When it comes, you got to be ready to move, change, and progress. If you want more of anything in life, you have to be ready to do the work. If you want more love and compassion in life, the way to cultivate that is from within first. No one can supply you with these things in enough quantities to sustain you. I can't. Your neighbor can't. Your kid can't. God wants to implant his spirit inside of us so that from deep within us, living waters will flow. You can lean on someone else's faith, but you can't live on it. And the same goes for everything else. If you want it, you have to be the acorn. You have to be willing to go through the process. And after a while, you'll be the tall oak. You'll have deep roots, deep love for yourself and God and others. You're only ever going to be able to offer someone else the depth of love and compassion that you're able to offer yourself and what flows from within you. And you cannot engage another more intimately and lovingly than you can engage yourself. This is a truth that no one escapes. Love thy neighbor as thyself is to awaken, to come into a holy love for oneself through the eyes and adoration of the Father, and then share that with the world. I've seen people set free from things they never thought they could be. And when they are, it has usually been love that has set them free. The experience of the love of God is the ultimate chain breaker. It is the endless well and the thing that, once truly and fully experienced, cannot be taken away. We have to have this experience in our heart and not only in our heads. And I remember when I had one of mine. I went to a Daughters of the King Stations of the Cross reading one week at St. Peter's here in Conway. And as I'm walking through, I'm reading the scriptures and I just start weeping. I wept so hard that the women had to place their hands on me. I could barely finish the words. But it was an experience that took me from head knowledge to heart knowledge. I had this overwhelming feeling of the truth of what had happened that day on Calvary. It awakened me to the heart of God in a way that I had never experienced before. And then everything changed again. And I remember reading the prodigal son after that and seeing the heart of God all in that scripture, seeing his heart for me. And I also had other experiences that just continued to reveal over and over again this heart of God in the depths of his love. After these events, I spent years diving into information, trying to figure out God. <laughs> Completely on fire to understand him more. So for years, I dove into more books and commentaries than I would need to be able to keep a fire burning for a year. 
all the books and philosophies and theologies, theories, all the intellectual stimulation of the world is good. When used to the correct end, it can be very useful. And yet I have found nothing is as useful and powerful as the presence of God. Learning to rest in that presence, to live in it, to abide in it, and learn how to receive from that presence and surrender to it. My experience has been that much progress was made in me until I found the presence. And then all the progress turned swiftly into the promise. I do want to continue supporting process and progress, and I do both professionally and personally, but ultimately I do find my passion is in sharing my experience of the presence and the promises that come from the presence of God. Like I said earlier, awakening is going to look different for each of us. And that is because God is because God is going to illuminate different things within each of us and around each one of us, specific to each one of us. It's a very personal experience tailored quite well by God himself. But though the experiences themselves may be different, they are also the same. It is a great awakening to the heart of the creator of all things and to our own humanity, our own fallibility. And part of that awakening is the truth of a loving father that desires intimate relationship with each of us, even in the middle of our mess. To be intimate means to withhold nothing, to be revealed, to be seen. Too often, too many of us think we have to come to one another and to God in a certain way or that we must present ourselves in a certain posture. Posturing helps, of course, but our full presence pleases Him. And if we don't come as we are, as authentically as possible, then we are not really coming. Something else is. Something fabricated. Something that hinders true intimacy. Something God has to then overcome to really get to us. God already knows the truth of what we are experiencing inside and outside of us. Nothing on earth or in heaven is unveiled or hidden. All is seen. And when we come to Him and reveal ourselves as we are, then we can receive the fullness of God. Because we are fully present, hiding nothing and pretending no more. There is no great psychological barrier or wall that stands in the way. One day in Branson, a week before Christmas, I saw a little girl dancing on the pavement. And my mom walked up and commented, she is in another world, to which I said, yes, she is. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, she is in the kingdom. She was carefree, completely surrendered, and happy, joyous. Ultimately, we become what we behold, what we dwell on, and what we abide within. This little girl was the kingdom because she was abiding in it just so naturally. 
so completely engaged with it that nothing else was even in her reality. We all need to be stepping into moments like this in the kingdom. It doesn't mean that we neglect this world or pretend that it doesn't exist. It means that we do not live from a place of despair and despondency or only an earthly awareness. We live from a heavenly perspective, a higher and more engaged perspective, a victorious and hopeful perspective that doesn't deny the pain and fallibility of being human, but rather embraces and transcends it through the love of God. So awakening is a very proactive and engaged process where we are becoming and fulfilling and reaching and accepting. Like every bloom and every plant and every natural order of things we see in process here on earth. Those of us that are more, more discontent here are so because we have stepped out of this order and into addiction to numb the pain, complacency so that we can ignore it, and dis-ease because most of us can't endure it. So we need to return to the awakening. There is no middle ground here. We are either in a state of awakening or we are in a state of sleeping. And each of us has to determine where we are for ourselves and what we will do moving forward. For me, this year and every year that is to see Isaiah 52 fulfilled in me and in my life. That says, wake up, open your eyes, beautiful one, put on your majestic strength, arise and shake off the dust, behold, I am here. I wish you all a very happy new year with new eyes and an appetite for awakening into the fullness of God. God bless and I will see you next week when we talk about what it means to rise.